0: All right, welcome back to the Square State Sandlot Podcast. I've got John joining me today. It's been a little while since we've talked, but glad to have you back, John. Um, thank you, thank you. We're going to go over NFL stuff like we always do, Packers, Raiders. Uh, and we're going to talk some Warriors, and then we will talk about, I don't know, just whatever comes up. So, John, let's have you start off with your Packers since, you know. If, if I start, it's going to go on a little ramble about how bad I hate the Raiders, even though I love them. So but let's have you go since you got some positive news to share.
1: I've heard a little news about the Raiders, and it's uh, bleak. But on a high note, I'd like to talk about Green Bay. They are the number one seed in the NFC right now. They play – I think they play in like 20 minutes yep, today.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, play Baltimore. They needed – Yeah, they play Baltimore, who Lamar Jackson's out.
0: He is. So
1: it's looking positive for Green Bay. Another positive for Green Bay is the Cardinals are going to drop to the Detroit Lions. Yeah. The one-win Lions, they're going to lose to the Lions. It's fantastic. I think I need Tampa Bay to lose as well. Yep. So there's another hope in my dream of the week. But... Right now, it's looking really good for Green Bay.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna actually turn that game on right now because good deal. Well, obviously it's not on yet, but yeah, I still can't fathom how Arizona is dropping that game to the the Lions. Damn, one win lines. That's ridiculous, but
1: yeah,
0: it is what it is. Let me turn down a bit. Um, Oh.
1: Yeah, let's listen to that. What is that?
0: <laughs> that's the Broncos game. <laughs> looks like they flipped over to the Bills and uh, Panthers game on the the because the Packers game hasn't started yet. But right. holy smokes, looks like oh, and the reason we aren't joined by Kyle is because he's in Pittsburgh right now. He he just watched the Steelers beat the Tennessee Titans, which I did not see that coming. So that's impressive good win for them
1: Yeah,
0: good deal. so he'll i'm sure he'll have some pictures and, and stuff to share from that i think he said he's also going to a a hockey game as well to see the penguins so he'll have tons of pictures to share and, and post on the page so stay stay tuned for those and other than your packers obviously winning <laughs> what else you got to share on them or is that all you wanted to say
1: uh, that's the main bits. I, there's like a couple like little things about like the COVID protocols and stuff. I think we have just one, a single player out on COVID protocol. So we have been really lucky to keep our, I mean, not main team. Cause a lot of our teams out on injury, but to lose just Kenny Clark, that is acceptable. I want to say, uh, to be honest, I would have thought Green Bay could have seen a lot more uh I don't know, personnel lost. Yeah. They've had a really rough year of losing key players. So well, I and, think we got really lucky this week.
0: And I'm sure you saw the NFL change its protocols this just the last couple of days. And essentially they're relying on NFL players that just want to play in the games. So they obviously make their money. They're looking for the next contract, things like that. They're basically relying on them to report their own symptoms. If they have any symptoms and they're not going to test any of the vaccinated players. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. Like it seems like at that point, if you're not going to test then you may as well just say, we let's just play the games. Cause that's essentially what they're doing. Um, Essentially. So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, but yeah, <clears throat> obviously you guys could have lost more, but it doesn't look like you're going to lose any more because essentially they're just not going to test unless someone's reporting their own symptoms. So, yeah. as as the NFL does, they just want to get the games in and and make their money, and and that'll be the end of it. So,
1: yeah, I kind of expected it a little bit, to be honest. I kind of makes sense. Uh, I think this is a little touch on what we're going to talk about later with the how many losses the NBA. We're going to see a lot more uh, players influenced with COVID. So I think uh, organizations, uh, you know, NBA, NFL, are going to have to work around really uh, kind of the quote unquote name of what they're calling like their protocols. Yeah. They're just going to, they're just going to bypass things Yeah, like you, like what you see in the NFL. They're just going to go by players, you know, honor system.
0: Yeah. And they, I I guess we shouldn't say nothing's changed because obviously they're not going to be testing every day. Like they have been or whatever. Um, Now they're just going to do random checks essentially for, for the vaccinated players. Uh, but they have instituted masks in the building, and they're they're making a lot of the teams do the, the virtual meetings and all that stuff. And that's some of the NFLPA probably has some say in that as well, because essentially if you're saying, okay, we're just not going to test anymore, well, then that brings up the uh, player safety stuff. So I don't know. It's just obviously uh, they don't want to lose any games. They don't want to have any forfeits, which obviously would yeah. essentially get rid of ticket sales for that game. Uh, they don't want to have any games where, especially in the playoffs, you're going to have backup quarterbacks going up against each other because the, the starter was in COVID protocols. So essentially, it's it's basically just turning a blind eye and just saying, let's just get the games in because that's what we want yeah. to do as owners and, is just make the money. So um, with, with that being said, um, the Raiders and Browns were supposed to play yesterday uh, and Although the NFL said we're not going to move any games this year because uh, the vaccine's out there, so we're not going to risk moving games for for competitive advantage, whatever. Well, they went back on that and they moved three games. So they moved the Raiders game against the Browns. Browns had 21 people on on protocols, uh, so they weren't they could have suited up 46 required, but. Uh, the NFL, essentially, because they're the NFLPA president is on the Browns, uh, I think they worked out a little side deal to, to get that game moved back. And obviously, as a Raiders fan, I, I would have loved to have the game played because, one, we don't have anyone on COVID protocols, so there's no, no reason to punish us for another team's outbreak if they're not following protocols, whatever. Uh, so that that that's my opinion on it, but it also puts us at a competitive disadvantage the following week because now we're playing on a short week against the Broncos instead of having the the extra day to prepare. So really, there's there's no benefit to the Raiders and only benefits the Browns, and then next week it benefits the Broncos as well. So um, I don't like the move at all, obviously. Like I said, there, there shouldn't be... They shouldn't have said in black and white we're going to not move games if they were possibly gonna reevaluate further down the line. But I'll yeah. quit complaining because Raiders probably would we're gonna lose anyway.
1: <laughs> but it's it's still not fair. Like it it doesn't matter. Like you look at the Cardinals Detroit game. You can't say that one NFL team is just going to blow out another. Yeah. This is within, like you said, they weren't gonna change it. So yep. they should have kept it. And they didn't. And it it just makes sense as an NFL trying to make money as a business. They want that. They don't want 21 players sitting out and then, you know, Raiders Browns getting blown out on a Saturday.
0: Yeah. Well, and the, the thing is last year we had, we had some COVID cases on our, on our team. And we were supposed to play on Sunday. I think it was a Sunday night game against the Bucks, If I remember right. And rather than moving the game back for us, they actually moved the game forward to Saturday. So it was like, or maybe we were Monday night. Yeah, I think we were Monday night and they moved us up to Saturday or something like that. So like it made no sense to move the game forward. So they screwed us last year and then obviously screwing us this year, but... I don't know. It's just weird to me how this whole situation has happened. And and like you said, the NFLPA president, he plays for the Browns. So I mean, that doesn't shout uh something sketchy going on there. I, I don't know what yeah, does but
1: you could look into it a little bit and see like so how would you not have a, an opinion on that? Yeah. You know no, what I mean? How sure. how could you take no bias in that? Yeah. As a player in the Browns. When
0: it's literally affecting your team. So yeah. And like you said, any given Sunday, Raiders could have won that game, could have lost it. We'll, we'll see. I mean, they're essentially giving the Browns um, until one hour before game game time tomorrow to, to get everyone off the COVID list that they can. Uh, they're not going to forfeit. They're not going to postpone it any further. So I mean... That still could end up. I think they got one player off of it today, which was their starting guard. So <clears throat> that should help them. Okay. Uh, like I said, Raiders still have no positives. They had two last week, but both of those players have since come off. So we're we're clean for the for the schedule. Um, but yeah, I I don't know what's going on with the team. I think as we get closer to the end of the season, there's been a lot of rumors for. Uh, a new head coach. Uh, Dabo Swinney was in town for their last game and he has been rumored that he lost his coordinators at Clemson. So there's been rumors that go, flying that he he may be headed to the Raiders. Uh, I've also heard some rumors about John Harbaugh possibly coming in to to coach the Raiders. Um, trying to think if there were any others that I'd heard rumored. Um, personally, I, I would love to see Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh He was a head coach with the New York Jets for three seasons, I think. And obviously yeah. they didn't do well, but I don't think anyone's really going to do well in New York because that organization's a, a disaster. Um, obviously, the Raiders have been a disaster too, but I think the talent's on the roster for them to compete this upcoming season, as long as they don't blow it all up. But obviously there's some decisions to be made about Derek Carr, if they're going to extend him or if they're going to trade him, he's got one year left on his contract for next season. So uh, that's going to be the the first decision someone has to make. And I think Mayock's going to be gone. Uh, I don't know what, what level of involvement he had in the picks that we've had in the last four seasons. Well, or I guess it's been three seasons that he's been on. Uh but you can't dismiss all the, the first round misses that they've had, and even second and third round misses that they've had. Sure, they've had you know the Max Crosby pick in the fourth round, that was a fantastic steal. Nate Hobbs this season in the fifth round. That was he's the best rated cornerback rookie. Um so yeah, they've had some good picks, but they've definitely missed on Klee and Damon Arnett, and on and on. Jacobs, you could argue, in, in the first round was a stretch. Even though he's a great running back, he's always hurt. So there's there's a lot of decisions looming for the roster going forward, just in terms of options you have to pick up for the players. Uh, Jonathan Abram, Josh Jacobs, they have to make a decision on those guys for this season, Cleveland Farrell. Um, and I don't think they're going to pick up the fifth-year option on any of those guys. So if, if you're not picking up the fifth-year option and re-signing your players that you're drafting, that's never a good way to build a team. So... Um, I think that's probably all I need to talk about with the Raiders. I think one side note, we could mention that uh, the Super Bowl is coming to Vegas in 2024 so that's just two years away after this upcoming Super Bowl. Uh, I think that's the quickest turnaround that any city has had to essentially put one on. Usually, it's announced three to four years in advance. so uh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll all get done. obviously, Vegas is a destination city. They put on events all the time. So that's probably why why the NFL felt comfortable in in announcing that city would get it, uh, even though there's only two years to turn it around. Uh, I was looking at the packages for the Super Bowl. Not that I think the Raiders are going to be there, but I live pretty close to Vegas now. So I would like to go, you know, to a Super Bowl when I can and buy a ticket early. Yeah. With it being here. I figured I'd just see what the tickets look like. It they're only selling packages right now, so that includes like hotel and whatever. Uh, I just signed up for four tickets just to see what it would cost. And before I even made any selections in the package, I just went to the checkout. It was fourteen grand before I made any selections. So I don't There's think I'm going tickets. to the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's rough. I mean, we lived in phoenix when they had i don't remember what year it was it must have been 2015 super bowl was it packers and patriots no No, i know the patriots were in it i don't remember who the nfc team was
1: 2011 is packers uh steelers
0: yeah packers steel yeah
1: because that's the one i went to that's the
0: one you went to maybe you know if I, before I die, the Raiders are good again, <laughs> maybe I'll <laughs> try to go to the Super Bowl. But uh, anyway, when we went to the, when we lived in Phoenix and the Super Bowl was there, it was phenomenal. Just going to like the festivities and stuff before the game, uh-huh. uh, we just walked through and they had all the NFL event center. You could do like the, they had, I don't know if you've seen that commercial where they, it's called the Michael Vick experience. And the kids like on the track, they had essentially that sort of deal at the, at the Phoenix one. So they had like little rides and stuff. It was, it was super cool. And I think we'll probably at least go down and and see what's going on, what they have set up there in the city. I imagine that's going to be packed because obviously, like I said, Las Vegas is is set up for destination cities where you just go hang out. So um, yeah, that's, that's exciting for me obviously like I said I don't see the Raiders being in it but you never know you never know um what else you got
1: well I was gonna mention something about the Raiders at their free agency looks on 2022 they have what like 26 players right now
0: that are going to be up for free agency
1: that are up for free agency I'm on yeah. the NFL, Spot track right now.
0: I haven't checked yet, but yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Uh, they have a lot of, I mean, a lot of players <laughs> okay. for free agency. Let's
0: do a little exercise here. I'm going to have you read them to me, and I'm I'm just going to quickly say, right. like, let them go or, or resign.
1: Okay. Nicholas Morrow. Resign. Jonathan Hankins.
0: Hankins, bring back. Hankins. Marcus Mariota. Gone.
1: Jalen Richard.
0: Richard. Gone.
1: KJ Wright.
0: Uh, gone. He hasn't done anything. Quentin of that Jeffers. Quentin Jefferson, he's been good. I'd say they'd bring him back if if it's at a reasonable price. Solomon Thomas. I would bring him back in a heartbeat. He's been a stud this Casey,
1: season. Casey Hayward.
0: He's been a stud too. I would be shocked if they didn't try to bring him back. Zay Jones. Uh. Zay's probably gonna be one of those iffy. I I would say gone. But just because they're short on receivers, they might bring him back. But I'd say he's gone.
1: Richie Incognito.
0: Gone. He's gonna retire. He can't even get on the field.
1: I'm surprised he still plays.
0: Well, he hasn't. (laughs) Yeah. He missed 15 games last year and then (laughs) he's hasn't played yet this season, so he'll be gone. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. <sighs> yeah, I'd say gone. Nick Martin. Uh he'll be gone. Unless they bring him back as a backup center again, but
1: Gerald McCoy.
0: Yeah, I think he's done. Like for good. Derek Carrier. Carrier, I think they'll bring him back. He's a good third tight end. Desmond Trufant. He's gone.
1: Brandon Parker.
0: Gone. I wish he was gone now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not doing well?
0: No. He's like the worst rated tackle in the league. And they keep Mm. rolling him out every week.
1: How about uh, Jermaine... I uh, don't know if I can say this right. Illuminor.
0: Yeah, he. I think he'll be back just as a depth lineman.
1: Peyton Barber. Gone. Darius Fillon.
0: He'll be back. Uh, Dallin Levitt. I hope he's gone, but, well, I guess Gruden loves him, and Gruden's not there, so he'll probably be gone. Yeah.
1: That doesn't make sense. Chris I mean,
0: he's our probably fifth best safety on the team, and he gets regular playing fifth time. best?
1: <laughs> yeah. Ouch.
0: Yeah. Jordan Simmons. Uh, He's garbage, so he'll be gone.
1: Roderick Teamer.
0: Teamer, he's been hurt a lot. I think he could contribute, but uh, I'll say they'll bring him back if Gus Bradley's still there, and I don't know that he will be, but... Nick Bowers. Bowers, he's our fourth tight end. I think he's hurt. I think he'll be gone. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon. Nixon will be gone. Alec Ingold. Ingold will be back. Uh,
1: they have Damon Arnett, but they got yeah, rid of him.
0: He's gone, so he's already gone. Yeah, I can't remember. I know he signed with... Miami, but I think, but I think he's on their golfers. practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, he's uh, obviously not good. <laughs> well. And he likes, yeah. you know, flashing guns if you're and sh- telling people. Shooting people, yeah. Threatening
1: people's lives, you're not going to be playing much football.
0: Yeah. Um, him and Lynn Bowden Jr. are reunited down there in Miami. So, <clears throat> I put on... I put on uh, Vic Tefer. He he writes for the Raiders, for the Athletic. And he put on there, Lynn and Damon Arnett are about to be reunited. And so I put a, a gif of uh, Old West shootout. And I said, Arnett and Lynn Bowden Jr. Show, showing up to the local restaurant down there in Miami. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they both got in trouble with with guns while they were on the Raiders, so that's cool and
1: i think like Florida's taken taking away so many like gun restrictions right now yeah y- you can basically have any gun anywhere
0: yep so i'm sure they'll be carrying into the into yep. the local cantina
1: they're gonna feel very comfortable
0: yep but <laughs> i think that's all we had on nfl unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about Moved uh, on? No,
1: that is about it.
0: Okay. So, oh, I guess, well, no, I'll save that to the end because that's going to, no, let's just do it now. Had, did you make it in the playoffs for our fantasy football? I don't think so. Can't remember, but. Probably not. I
1: don't think not, I really did very well.
0: Yeah. So Kyle was actually the number one seed overall. Uh, I was two. I didn't have the second best record, but I won our division. Uh, so I was number two seed. And then I think we had six, can't remember if six or eight teams. I think it's eight teams that make the playoffs in our league um, out of the 14 teams that we have. So um, I'm probably going to lose to the number seven seed overall just because he had Jonathan Taylor go off and Kyler Murray apparently didn't show up to the game against Detroit. At all. So, I don't know what the hell happened there, but not very happy about that. So... Unless I can get a historic performance. Oh, speaking of which, Jamar Chase just got a nice little 60-yard catch, it looks like. But there's a flag, so we'll see. But uh, uh, anyway, we're hoping that Kyle wins it all because otherwise it's not going to make us look very good when all we do is talk about sports. But, you know, it's fine.
1: I know. This is probably the worst showing in my fantasy football career.
0: Yeah. No, I think – what did you say? Like three and six?
1: uh if that
0: wasn't even that good huh uh
1: it's been i i think i only remember two wins jesus
0: that's no. brutal
1: and you no, thought you might have made the playoffs four and ten now okay i'm in the playoffs in that my other yeah league.
0: You, okay
1: four and it's, ten is what i'm in in your league
0: yeah it's not good but Real i don't know i i I'm kind of surprised that I even made it to the playoffs because I hitched my wagon on CMC and man, I had to make so many damn waiver claims just to end up with a decent team, but yeah. it ended up pulling it off. And honestly, I think I went, I think I started like seven and O or six and O or something like that and ended up nine and five. So obviously the second half wasn't so great, but because I started so well, I made it in. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was very interesting, but, um so let's move on to nba we've got a lot of warriors stuff to catch up on because we haven't talked warriors in quite some time um uh, i'm yeah. trying to remember oh let's just mention before we get off football the university of wyoming cowboys are playing football. in the famous idaho potato bowl on famous 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 to people in idaho i guess uh, the big one playing against kent state on December 21st, which is this upcoming Tuesday at 1:30 pm. Mountain time. So obviously, <laughs> they want everyone to watch it putting it in that time slot.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. but we'll be cheering on the boys. Obviously we're, we're hopeful they win. Uh, one one interesting thing that I did see that Craig Bull said is uh, they're going to be a lot more uh, involved in the transfer portal than they have been or than they were last season. Uh, obviously you saw what that can do for some teams with with Michigan state. They went from a decent team to a great team in in one season, just by using that transfer portal. Uh, So hopefully there's a lot of quarterbacks on there that I think could make a difference for Wyoming. Uh, And he did acknowledge that they need some help on at both the receiving position and quarterback. Uh, I don't think that's a, you know, death sentence or whatever for, for Levi Williams, for him starting in at the program. I just think they need a bridge quarterback until he's ready because he was a true freshman this year and got a lot of playing time. So that's usually not going to be a great recipe for, for winning. Uh, the thing that kills me is they had the bet. I think probably one of the top five running back combinations in college football with Xavier Valde and, um, uh, Titus Swin, those two just ran all over every team that they played. But when you don't even have the threat of throwing the football, safeties can creep up and and basically play man-to-man on the outside, and you're running against a, a stacked box every time. So uh, they got to make some changes where they even if they just get a threat over the top that can get those safeties to to respect them and and play back and help loosen the box up there for them. They're going to have a real good team. So. I, I'm very hopeful they had some good signings on, on signing day, had a couple, I think two and three star linemen and cornerbacks. Um but I think wide receiver's still a position of need. I can't re- I can never remember the guy's name. Number five, the wide receiver. He was a stud. So if they could just get one more that they can't just focus on, I think that'll that'll just free up the offense quite a bit. So just just a quarterback and a wide receiver away from probably competing for the, the Mountain West Conference title. So hopefully they do that. Um, I know you didn't get to watch them much this season, but hopefully you get to watch the bowl game. It'll be on at 1.30, so that's a good time for you. You should be off work and yeah. everything.
1: It Yeah, it should be on at like 8 o'clock here. So.
0: Yeah, and it's on ESPN, so I assume they have ESPN in the UK.
1: They don't.
0: No. No. Are you kidding me? No,
1: they don't have ESPN. Jesus. That's an what they, American thing.
0: What do they have like cricket? S- yeah, the ESPN soccer channel. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding me! But Premierly, you can, get can you get ESPN Plus like so you can watch it online?
1: Yeah, uh, Disney Plus.
0: Okay, I have. So. Okay, you got the little bundle deal.
1: Yeah. I, I've never looked up sports on it before, so probably I'll
0: just should have to look
1: into it, but
0: yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll move on from that. Like I said, we, we haven't talked Warriors in a little bit, so I'm gonna have you I put a little recap in there in the notes. Uh I think last time we talked was right before the Philadelphia game, if I remember right. Was it? I think so. Oh no. It, we, it has been the Spurs, they lost the Spurs. to the Spurs. That's the last time we talked. Was right before the that Spurs game. game.
1: That is right. So there has been quite a few games in between that. I, no I know I had uh, quite a bit loaded up for last week, but yep. then I got sick, so I couldn't make it. I
0: well, you were sick, and I was still driving back from oh, from yeah. the funeral we went to, so it just wasn't going to work last week. I didn't get into town until. I want to say it was like 6 p.m. was when we, we got home just because got a late start, and then we stopped in Vegas to see her gra- grandma along the way. So it yeah. was, yeah, just a, a late arrival. We late, left later than I wanted to and all that. So anyway, yeah. it's been some mixed results for, for the Warriors. What, what are your takeaways from, from the games in between since we last talked?
1: Well, if I'm going back further... It has been a roller coaster, really. And I think uh the three-point record has been weighing on Steph Curry for a long time. Oh god,
0: yeah. God, so, he's been pressing so hard.
1: Yeah, like in that Spurs game, you could see that he wanted to come out and try and get like the uh three point record plus beaten clay on his uh
0: that was the Trailblazers' record in the game. That was the What's Trailblazers' a trailblazer? game, yeah. When he was trying to get sixteen in in one game,
1: it well, it started from there.
0: Yeah, because like, last kinda... time we talked, they had just beat the Suns in that second game because they lost to them the first one, and then they beat them the second one, and then they lost oh, the right. Spurs right after that. And since then, they've been yeah, kind of a mixed bag. But yeah, the the Trailblazers they've, they've
1: been pulling out wins. Yeah which which is good but you could see that it it's really affecting curry yeah and all like a lot of these games were way too close yeah he's shooting uh what was it like 29% or something yep. against philly
0: yeah it no in let's see since the magic game i think he was shooting under 30% for threes and he was only like 40 two percent from the field so that's including you know your your layups and anything that's not a three as well so and that's not typically he's shooting like 43 percent from three and then obviously much higher from from closer so yeah it's been yeah i mean and steve curry even mentioned that that he was pressing because they put all that pressure on him trying to get it the record at home I can't remember if it was CJ. I think CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard were both out that game. So they knew he was going to have a good opportunity to just go out there and bomb it and it wouldn't hurt the team. And that's what he did. He took 17 threes, but I think he only made six of them. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't very many. Yeah. I think he went six for 17 from, from three point range. And I mean, right from the get go, he took three before I think anyone else shot the ball. He took three threes and, I was definitely saying, okay, I can't wait till he breaks it, so he can just go back to to playing basketball, because yeah. I think S- Steve Kerr mentioning it that it's a possibility. He basically said someone asked him, "Do you think it's even possible for for Steph to break the record at home? Because that's where he wanted to do it." Um, and they were Steve's like, "Well, I mean, I never count anything against Steph. Like he's an amazing basketball player, so." if anyone can do it, it's going to be him. Well, then, yeah, he goes out and obviously doesn't shoot well. And I think he was just pressing to to get that record. And then even he admitted, yeah, I probably shouldn't even talked about that because now it's like it was at the front of my mind. Obviously, I was shooting more than I normally do and probably not taking the best shots for the team. They still won the game. But yeah, it was just terrible shooting performances from him that you really haven't seen since probably his rookie season. So,
1: Yeah, exactly. And then it, them on the road aren't a very good shooting team anyway. So they had a lot of, I'm subpar performances. Like their defense is solid. They're the ones that are really keeping the team really in it. Yep. But with Stefan not shooting well, he's got to carry the team. I mean, he's got to, you know, put up 30 points basically every night
0: yep.
1: on the road. And it's just been a, a real struggle, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, and you've seen a lot of the role players that we had mentioned, you know, when they started off 21 and two or whatever it was, Um a lot of those guys are starting to come down like Damian Lee. I think he's in COVID protocols right now, but before he was, he yeah. couldn't hit a three to save his life. So it's just been him. He's been playing a lot worse than he was at the beginning of the season. Bielitsa has had some some struggles lately. Uh, Looney, he, he's he been probably one of the better two-way players for them, which is surprising because, obviously, yeah. he's not a, a big offensive threat, but he's been flushing them home when he gets the chance. So I think between Looney and, and Draymond, just their defense under the basket, it's kept him in a lot of games and really – I mean, they've only had a handful of games where they've allowed more than 100 points to an opposing team. So they've been playing great defense. and kept them in every game and then just enough shooting. But that's the one thing I'm super excited about for Clay because he creates all that separation that, that Steph does as well just by his shooting alone. You got to guard him starting at the logos. And if those guys stand on opposite sides, I mean, you're essentially spreading everyone out as far as you can get. And then that opens the lanes for for Wiggins. And actually, he played really well against the the Knicks and and Celtics both. So When
1: did he have, uh, I think it was like eight of ten shooting
0: on threes? I think it's been several times this year. He's been shooting that corner three all season really well. I think this is the best he's shot in his career so
1: ever. Yeah, a hundred percent best ever. He has been, in my opinion, like the next, like you know, I want to say Klay Thompson, but it like there's Jordan Poole, yeah, and then there's Wiggins, and that's they are just lighting it up on the threes the last three four games. Yep, and what like you said when when you get Klay Thompson back
0: it's almost not I going mean, to be even there.
1: if he's a fraction of the player he was even if he just stands on the three point line and doesn't do anything else he's yeah. going to make a huge difference
0: he has looked phenomenal in the practice footage i've seen he looks like i don't want to say old clay because i'm sure he's not quite at 100% which is right which is why they're they're not they were planning on bringing him back for the the christmas game and now they said it probably won't be until january so it sounds like his timeline's moved back probably a week or two. Uh, I think the January third is the the first game they have in January, if I remember right. And I think that was the one they were targeting him to come back. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, I yeah, think it's and they, home against the heat. So I think that's the best the game. thing
1: about them is they they don't need him.
0: Yeah. Well to
1: come back. They think, they can play him as much as they want to. Yeah. I just to get him back into
0: things as long as, you know, this whole COVID thing doesn't take down half the team, but, and that's obviously we didn't mention you said that there were, did you bring up COVID stuff yet for the NBA? Uh, not yet. Okay. So we'll talk about that in a minute. So I'll, I'll just leave that be, but um, yeah, no, when they get clay back, I think Jordan pool has been banged up a little bit, you know, um, uh, just because he's constantly diving for balls and and getting knocked on his butt when he's going to the hoop. Uh, So he was, he was even having some down games here and there, not as bad as Damian Lee. Uh, But yeah, Poole was not playing as well as he had towards the beginning of the season. Obviously the last couple games he's been playing very well. So that's, that's a welcome sight. Uh, But yeah, when they get clay back, I mean, it's like I said, it's almost not going to be fair. And, I feel like if yeah. we mention Clay, we got to mention Wiseman too. Uh, they said he, I don't know if he had a setback, but he was essentially on the same timeline as Clay. And now it sounds like he's not going to be getting back until much later in 2022, possibly not even until next season. So hopefully he he gets back towards the, I don't know, March maybe. So they can, they can get him in form before the, the playoffs start, but even if he doesn't, I don't. I don't feel like they need him this season as as well as Looney's been playing. Obviously, uh, injuries could change that. If, if someone on that back or front court gets hurt, you know you've got B. Buleta playing some valuable minutes, even though he hasn't been as good as he was at the beginning of the season. He's still playing pretty well. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, you you almost need that backup just in case someone does get hurt. So. That might be more what they're looking for with with Wiseman. I don't think they're going to try to rush him back at all. So,
1: right, yeah, but yeah. it's been it's interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how they play it out. It's going to be a tough ah, ask for uh, the coach.
0: Yeah, it's to come yeah. up
1: with a game plan. I don't know
0: when you're. You have that many players that can contribute, and still try to get them all in the game and, and contribute. So
1: yeah, I'm just it, trying to think about like who are they, who do they let go, who do they sit.
0: Well, I think it's going to cut Clay's going to cut into a lot of those GP two minutes, and probably, uh, like I said, I think Pool will be the the sixth man coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of six man, just something funny that I read yesterday was. Ubre, talking about how much better it is to play on the who's he with now the, the Hornets. It's so much yeah, better sure. to play on that team instead of playing with Steph because all he was doing last year was setting screens for Steph so he could shoot. It's like, well, yeah, because he can actually shoot. So that that's the <laughs> point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think he ever really fit. No, in the Golden State. And the the idea of like, okay, let's let's have Ubre come off the bench. Ubre was like <laughs>
0: Yeah, he yeah. got pissed about that. It's I'm like well there's way your scoring opportunity. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's that's when you can score. If you want to be the, the main scorer, you're gonna have to do it when Curry's on the bench.
1: Yeah, it didn't make sense. There's a much better overall team. Like he plays a position. He can't just switch positions and just yeah. Go to anything else. You know what I mean?
0: Like I don't want to they have I don't want to insult his intelligence or anything like that, but it seems like he never really got the whole like here's how we want to use you, here's what you how you fit. It was like, Okay, if they pass at me, I'm gonna shoot. It's like okay, you're not Ray Allen. You're not Clay Thompson. Yeah. We we need you to to fit the role in the offense. And that's why it never made sense to me if they didn't have the If they didn't have the idea that they were going to move forward with him this season or be able to bring him back, why they didn't trade him last season? And I get that they were in the race, like probably more than they should have been, just because Steph was playing out of his mind and and kept them in games, even when they probably shouldn't have been. But at some point, like you essentially just let him walk away for nothing after trading for him. So. Or signing him in yeah. the free. I can't remember if they traded for him or signed him in free agency, but
1: I think they traded because I That's remember what... him being like they taking pictures with the Suns. Like he was on all of their yeah. memorabilia and stuff pictures. They used him for a photo shoot, and then they traded him, and they yeah. still used his photos.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like you said, I don't want to insult the guy because obviously he's professional basketball right. player but at the same time like he...
1: but it's one of those things where you you got to buy into the system. that yeah. he never bought into the system. You see the guys now who came in who aren't these big name, you know, high quality
0: like blow your mind
1: talents, you know, Otto Porter Jr., bielitsa uh
0: Jordan Poole, Gary Payton. I mean, he's been in the system, but you can't tell me that Ubre couldn't have filled the role that pool is doing this season.
1: Oh no. I, I'm saying That's exactly how they
0: were yeah the, no, that's exactly the what they wanted there, him to do.
1: A hundred percent he could have been there.
0: But yeah, he, he just, just
1: didn't want to buy into it.
0: I don't want to be setting screens, man. I want to yeah. be shooting. It's like okay, well go shoot when somewhere else.
1: One for twenty eight. You probably shouldn't yeah. be shooting.
0: Go shoot on a terrible team and make your money, I <laughs> guess. I don't, who cares? But but it he is playing whatever.
1: well this season. He's shooting much, much better.
0: Except when they played the the Warriors, like, they have absolutely shut him down. And it's like they went out of their way to do it, to be like, yeah, <laughs> you think you're going to go score somewhere else? We ain't going to let you score. So, yeah, no, it's that. They played him tw- two times, three times so far. Nice. Yeah, nice. and both times they shut him down. So, and that one time, who was it? Was it Wiggins or, no, it was GP2 that, put him on a damn poster, dunked over him. I think it was GP2. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. But anyway, uh, like John mentioned, we did see Steph Curry break the record against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Fantastic moment. I think it was only his third shot of the game or something like that. They had Ray Allen on hand to basically shake his hand and congratulate him. Uh, They stopped the game for, I don't know. It was probably 10 minutes or so just to celebrate the accomplishment, yeah. get all the Good pictures while. and everything. Uh, but did you see Spike Lee taking pictures on his f- phone that matched his jersey or his suit?
1: I missed that. No.
0: <laughs> Everyone's like, they're interviewing Steph, and he's got the headset on, just talking to him. And you see in the background, Spike Lee's on his butt on the floor, just looking up at him, taking pictures. And he's got like this bright orange shirt. Or bright orange suit, and then he had a bright orange iPhone, or maybe it was just the cover, but anyway. It was super funny.
1: Good for him. Um,
0: And then someone did him dirty and posted a meme on Facebook and said it was nice for Ray Allen, and I can't remember who the other guy was. Oh, Reggie Miller. It was nice for Reggie Reggie Miller Miller and Ray Allen to bring their grandma to the game. (laughs) It was a picture (laughs) of... Spike Lee and then those two shaking his hand or holding the ball next to him or something. It was hilarious. That's just him. dragged him. But it's fine. Um but yeah, I know, like we said, it's been pretty up and down. I mean they've been getting their wins, but they started off I think twelve or twenty one and two and now they're sitting at twenty four and six. So they've definitely lost more games than they had all season just in the last couple of weeks. So I don't know if that's that's reason for alarm. Like I said, I think it's just been the the role players having some downtime or some down basketball like Bealeta, he like I said, he was playing out of his mind and not doing so so hot right now. Uh, and then you had in the Toronto game, you had um Iguodala, Steph, uh, I think Poole Otto. was yeah, Otto sat. Poole was out. Uh, Damian Lee, like I said, I think he's in COVID protocol. So I think they were missing like six guys and basically played their backups for the most part. So I was definitely expecting them to lose that game. And and they definitely did. I think they lost 119 to 104 or something. So uh, I don't think if everyone had played that, that game would have ended that way. But sometimes you got to get your guys rest when you can, especially on a back to back with travel. So I think that's all yeah, they were looking that, to
1: do there. That kind of brings me into, like, I, I heard that, uh, I think they had nine players for this game, and they were sending the rest out. I, I wasn't 100% sure if all of them were COVID protocol. No. Or they were just resting them.
0: Yeah, no, they and were giving... They've... Oh, go ahead.
1: Well, they brought up... uh the fact that the NBA has been overrun in COVID protocol players yep, and they had 16 out on Friday. Yeah. And it, well, it seems to be like a, like a trend going forward and like going and playing in, in Canada, they are way more strict on their COVID protocols and it's going to restrict a lot of players. I think.
0: Yeah. And well, it, it's
1: just interesting seeing.
0: I don't that. even think unvaccinated players can cross the border. If I remember right, I think they made that that policy change. So uh, obviously, that's going to limit some some guys' ability to get into Canada and, and play those games against Toronto. Um, but the funny thing is, uh, Kevin Durant just went on COVID protocols, and the Knicks have been overrun with it. I think they had they've had to sign two uh, two players to I can't even remember what they're calling them grievance players. I think just where they essentially let them go over the 15-man roster because if everyone's on COVID, they can bring in players on, on that exemption. So um, I think they assigned two players and then, yeah, then Durant just went. So they're probably going to need a third just to, to man an eight-man team, which is required. Uh, they did say that they're going to allow Kyrie Irving to to be a part-time player now because they've been I've threshed with, uh, with COVID issues. So, He'll be able to play in games outside of New York uh, the state of New York and obviously any other states that allow players that are unvaccinated to play so he won't be able to play in in California I don't think but you know he'll he'll be able to play in some states so they're gonna let him try it and see how it works and obviously if if any of the protocols change then maybe maybe he'll get to to play full time but Probably don't see that happening anytime soon with this new variant that seems to be spreading like wildfire. So,
1: yeah, I I, I bring it up because of how you know wildfire like it seems to be, and it, yep. if it continues, what's going to be the face of the NBA? Yeah, you know, oh. are they going to be signing tons and tons of? You know, G League players or two-way players or, you know, 10-day contract or, you know, like the exemption players, how much is that going to go on? How much is that going to change, you know, when you have your all-stars out of half their games or three or four of their games?
0: The NFL just straight up does not care about their players like at all. I don't think that's the case in the NBA. So I don't know if they'll just go to the, okay, we're just not going to test or, you know, that the NFL did. But I think there's a a pretty strong chance if they don't want to shut down the league for, you know, a week at a time or something, I think there's a strong chance that they might just say, okay, well, if you have symptoms, let us know. If not, we're not going to test you just so they can. Obviously, the asymptomatic players, like you never know unless you are getting yeah. tested regularly. So th- that may be the way that they get around it. Cause the way that this, this new variant seems to be spreading, it, it seems like short of shutting down the league for, you know, a week or two weeks at a time, there's, there's not going to be any way to stop the spread. So, and essentially I don't know that they should shut it down because obviously they're not going to be able to, to make money, whatever you don't make money, you don't pay the players. No one wants that. So, I don't know if it's just pretend it's not there and, and get the games in or or what they need to do, and that's not my decision to make, obviously, but it seems like that, might, a big be, yeah, it seems like that might be the, the the way they go because, quite honestly, a lot of these guys that are in these leagues, they're in the best shape of their life, you know, short of the people that have, like, pre-existing conditions. They're probably going to be just fine even if they do get it. So maybe they just sign a waiver that says, you know, We'll play, whatever. I don't know. That may may be what these leagues have to do uh, here shortly because obviously if the the NFL is not gonna allow it to shut down the season, especially this close to the right. playoffs. So NFL, I don't think there's any question. NBA has the luxury that, you know, the games go clear into June. Uh they if they have to, you know, take a short break where they shut down for a little while, they can resume their season with no no issues. A little bit down the line, maybe they don't do the All Star Week or something like that to make up for it. Uh, but they have options where they they can make some adjustments. So we'll we'll see what they do with that. But I think, like I said, I think it's probably more likely that it's just going to be they adjust their protocols and and just allow people to play. So
1: yeah, I agree. Uh, it seems like the most logical step
0: yeah let's see i think we covered all all that stuff um i think we have the best and worst of the week yep 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 so you want to go first you want me to go
1: uh let's do our best of the week first and i'll go
0: okay you go ahead i'm guessing we're gonna have the same one but (laughs)
1: yeah steph curry like getting the three-point record I've been trying to tell my wife about it, like how important it is, and
0: how insane it is.
1: How insane it is.
0: He got it like three hundred games sooner. Yeah, and it's been
1: almost half.
0: I think Ray Allen was at like eleven hundred and something, and Steph hit it in eight sixty or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, I think it was like fifteen, fifteen. That many something yeah well, 1500 anyway, to 800 we have way less games
1: yeah point is yeah it has been a insane record and he broke it and that is that was awesome to me and the one thing that i thought was uh, i don't know i don't know how i feel about it. draymond green said that he is 100 sure that this record's going to be broken it will and Five to six years, it's going to be broken. I don't agree with that, but I'm curious. uh, Yeah, I don't agree with the five to six years, but I'm curious to think about is it going to be broken?
0: Oh, for sure. I think without a doubt it will because Steph started his career way later than most NBA players do because he, I think he did the full four years at Davidson. So he was like 20. 223 coming into the league and then he had all those ankle issues in the first what was it first two seasons of his career so he's essentially missed probably or ish let's say three he's essentially missed three years of his career uh, that other players typically have and you got to give him prompts like he's literally changed the the way the nba is played so going forward You've got kids that are going to come out playing his style. And I look at a guy like Trey Young. He reminds me a lot of, of Steph. Uh, I don't think he'll be the one to break it, but you've got players that are coming out like Trey playing that style of basketball that are starting right from the get-go in that. You got to remember when Steph came on, they also had Monte Ellis and he was very ball dominant. So Steph wasn't getting quite the amount of opportunities he was getting now back then. So, I mean, between Monte Ellis and, um, you know, having those ankle issues, he, I would say he had a, a very slow start and to be able to break it in, in the amount of games that he did is just insane to me. But there's going to be players that do it for more years that are going to be able to break that record is why I right. think it'll be broken. And we still don't know how long Steph's going to play. I mean, he could play into his 40s and then maybe maybe we're talking a different story, but... I just don't see him keeping it up at this pace for, you know, five, six more years that it would take to, to stave off the record from all the guys coming up soon.
1: Well that that's why I thought it was really curious because I know Steph has, you know, I think at least seven years left.
0: I hope least. so. But
1: that's that's a long time. And the three point shot isn't really deteriorating.
0: Yeah, no, it's
1: even his game from running around constantly is going to change. Yeah. But him changing to just a spot up shooter can last for a long
0: time. It can. So the only caveat to that would be for me is as he starts to decline and they're putting him, let's say, in, you know, as the sixth man or whatever, uh, coming off the bench his defense is going to deteriorate quite a bit too. So he's going to have to be still shooting at such a phenomenal level that putting him out on defense and and being a liability on defense is worth it. And that's the only reason I see maybe a a decline. You've seen like JJ Redick and Kyle Korver guys that don't play great defense, but shoot very well. They're still getting in there. Uh, Obviously JJ Redick just announced his retirement recently. uh, But I think Kyle Korver's still playing, and that's all he's ever done is shoot. So you, you can see him get some burn in that in that regards, but I don't think he has seven years at, at this level. I think he's probably right. got – you've already seen some some decline in his ability to get to the basket and finish at the hoop, uh, and he's 33 right now. Uh, so I would say probably in the next three, three to four years, he's probably going to lean more on, on just shooting. And not be ball dump. Well, he's not really ball dominant. He passes quite a bit, but you, you get the point. He's not going to be the the main role player on offense. He's not going to be that guy going forward. So, it's it's really just going to be about his ability to maintain his his quickness and his level of stamina, where you see him running all over the court to, just to get open. And if he can maintain that, for, maybe he can hang on to it for a long time. But I just don't see it with. The, the game of basketball, he changed it. So now you've got all these kids coming in and all they're doing is focusing on three-point shot, moving off the off the ball. And that's what they're going to be doing coming into the league in five, 10 years. So I think I think it'll stand for, you know, maybe five, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years, but it's going to be broken in our lifetime for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, well, that was my other side of the question is you know his longevity slash i uh, he changed the game there's a lot of teams going to like uh, uh who is the rockets old coach uh, uh, mike d'antoni
0: yep d'antoni
1: that was basically his whole game plan is just yep. jack up threes but we're just going to shoot the
0: most threes of all time threes and layups or dunks that's it yep. that's analytics and that and that's yeah, I don't think I don't think I saw it
1: working for a whole lot of teams. Like more teams are shifting to more threes, but they're not like, you know, well, Steph and Curry threes.
0: Yeah. I, no, besides
1: and- Damian Lillard, who I mean, he's been proven up and down, he's just can't do it as well as Steph. Yeah. The team doesn't do it as well. I, I don't know. It's just really interesting to me. To find another player, even in the next 5, 10, 15 years. I wouldn't to be find somebody to come out and just if Trey as
0: well. If Trey's the next Steph. Not, not, I don't know. I don't want to say not as good because I think Trey could be. And obviously he's still pretty young and, and still developing. But he reminds me so much of a young Steph. And yeah. to see him... And he's been getting better at threes, so it's it's definitely trending that way that maybe he's the next, you know, Steph Curry, so to speak. I don't think anyone will ever be as good of a shooter. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can never say you've seen a once-in-a-lifetime person, but he, he appears right now, to be that good, yeah.
1: And that's what is so entertaining for me is right now he is my favorite player to watch.
0: Oh, for sure. And... The thing, you thing have kills a me, young the thing that kills me cut? about losing Clay is I had as much fun watching Clay as I, I did watching Steph I know. because too. of what he does on the defensive side of the ball as well as obviously he shoots, I don't want to say as good as Steph because he's not quite as acrobatic, but in terms of consistency and, and finishing and all that fun stuff, he definitely is. So it looks like we might have lost John. I don't know if his laptop died or something, but, oh, there he is. He's back. He's back. So I just finished my thought on clay. So uh, (laughs) if we need to wrap up, that's fine. looks like, did your battery die on your laptop or what? That's what I figured. Sorry,
1: the battery died.
0: That's all right. So I think that's all we really had other than our worst of the week. Oh, (laughs) we got so far down the road. Uh, I didn't say my best of the week. It was, Steph, but I also put slash Ruin King, which has been my favorite game that I've played in at least this year. So anyone that hasn't played it, check it out. And then let's just have you do your worst of the week real quick.
1: I'll have to check Ruin King out.
0: Yeah, it's a ton of fun.
1: Uh, I have been playing a ton of Halo Infinite. Yeah. You've been interested in that. I I noticed uh, we didn't get to talk for a few weeks, but I noticed one of our talking points was a game, like a bunch of games in there. And I saw Halo Infinite. Yep. yep. And it has been fantastic.
0: Yeah. Frustrating.
1: I haven't haven't played multiplayer Halo in a long time. So I've been streaming a little bit, but I've gotten back into it. And now, like, I'm doing a lot better. And it's been phenomenal.
0: I didn't even try the multiplayer because that released, like, I think two or three weeks before the campaign, and Mm -hmm. I saw that and was like, I'll pass. I'm not super into first-person shooters, so I'm sure I'll just get wrecked, Uh, but I did download the, the campaign. I just haven't had a chance to play it yet, so I'm looking forward to that one, but yeah, Xbox Game Pass. That was our best of the week. I think it was last week or the week before. Tons of good games on there, so... Anyway, what's your worst of the week?
1: Uh, my wife's grandma just died last night, and it's yeah, unfair. it was a, a unfortunate. We just had a a big family secret Santa, so that was kind of lingering on everybody's mind. So that was kind of our worst of the week.
0: Yeah, and that's my worst of the week was obviously we were. Like I said, alluded to earlier, we were gone last last weekend for a celebration of life for my wife's uncle, um, Uncle Steve. So we definitely miss him. It was nice to go see family, but obviously not the best of time to get together for, for the death of someone. So that was my wish of the week as well. But
1: I would like to mention uh, one of our friends from high school that oh, we yes. to, graduated Mike. with. Mike Magana, uh he passed away this last week as well. Yep. And I, I want to, I just want to mention him. Like he, we didn't really hang out a ton in high school, but we did like play little shark figurines at his house after church yep. a bunch of times. And I know he was an extremely, and this is un- understated, Uh, extremely nice person. Yep. Uh, Yeah, just a hell of a guy. It's really depressing that he passed away. So. Well, and that's...
0: The worst part is, like, I know Kyle would want to do some kind of tribute because him and Kyle were so close. They were, like, the best of friends. So, probably understated, but, yeah, like, I wasn't close with Mike, but he was a great person. He was in our catechism class, like, went to church together. He was one fun dude to be around wish I could have been around him more but like i said he was he was more with kyle and, and his group of friends so just just a great dude and like or like john said a great guy to everyone and he was just a joy to be around so rest in peace mike and with that is there anything else you want to bring up
1: i think that is it for this week
0: okay Well, we, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. hope you guys enjoyed. And as always, if you have any feedback, comments, whatever, get them into us, and we'd love to feature you in the episode. So thank you, and enjoy your weekend.